Zach Devaloche and Rage Against the Machine, Raging with the Populace. And Zach is back from uh, El Salvador, and I think uh, Rage Against the Machine is releasing a new album soon, and is touring. Um, So I believe we have, and welcome to uh, Third Rail Radio, still a revolution radio joint. And uh, we have 502, I do believe that might be Coach Bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you feeling, dude? I'm feeling good, Coach. We finally pulled one together. This hour time difference. I'm finally getting over my jet lag. Um, <laughs> getting back into my into my sleep pattern and uh, getting a hold of things. Um, no but, doubt. Uh, how are you doing, man? Uh, life's good. I've been grinding my fucking ass off. Like I told you in DM or whatever, I'm running like four flipping jobs right now. So I let my show go for a little while. It will very definitely be back, but uh, I'm grinding like crazy in the short run. And uh, it is what it is. It's something more than anything else I'm doing to keep my fucking mind off things. And uh, yeah, I got some shit going on, dude. So yeah, right now. Anywho. Much love and respect to your family and everything. And, yeah, you're working like a Jamaican, man. Yeah, you know, it's these, fucking uh, crazy, dude. Mostly, mostly bar gigs? Uh, are, you, are you at Liberty to discuss catering, little bar gig, little computer? or? Um, I'm actually doing uh, the most exciting of which. I got a fucking consulting gig with a bar that's about to open in our fucking airport. It's called Book and Bourbon or whatever, but they brought me in to, like, train their staff and come up with signature cocktails and yada, 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 make sure they get uh, up and off the ground um, respectably. So, yeah, it's pretty fun, man. Uh, They're opening literally next Monday. We all went to Woodford Reserve today in the Brown Foreman Cooper Ridge on fucking make barrels and make whiskey and yada 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 and um it's gonna be interesting i will say i wouldn't have hired some of these cats that are on tap honestly but i think i can whip them into shape and that's what i'm there to do so it should be a good time that that does sound like a uh like an awesome gig and maybe something that could snowball into i mean restaurants and small business decided the restaurant business to be on these days either uh, no partner in a wrestling group or consulting, you know, so unbending and you got a three one seven on the board. I would, we do have a three one seven on the board and, uh, yeah, he hit my mentions, board. dude. I don't think he's got a whole lot of time. So if you could throw him on real quick, we'll yeah. get back to uh bullshit in here in a minute. Right on three one seven. You are live on air. What is happening? Hey coach. Thanks Fuck for getting me up, on. Jason. Well, just you know, living the dream. Pissed off about some uh, some ESPN stuff right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck those motherfuckers. For anybody who doesn't know, the college football playoff uh, rankings are literally coming out as we speak. Uh, Louisville's kind of been on the verge all season long. We're apparently still hanging at uh, number five, and they take four teams. Obviously, so we're right there on the fucking fringe. Um, two, three, yeah, and four just- lost last week so it seemed like we had a really good chance to jump from five up into the damn thing but uh apparently it didn't happen and uh bill twitter is livid dude it's fucking hilarious i I was almost hesitant to like fucking get on my phone for a minute just because i can't watch people have a fucking nervous breakdown and it was fucking 
so hot. Fire takes her everywhere, and it's fucking lousy right. as shit. Well, James, I, uh, I just I have a conspiracy show. theory that um, is probably true uh, about the rankings. Oh, yeah? I think that they I think they make stupid picks every week to get ratings on the show for real, and then when it counts, they they pick who they actually think. So nobody knows who nobody knows who's going to be there every week, and. Uh, yeah, that's not much that, of a conspiracy theory, but here's the thing about this theory. Fucking everybody in the country is trying to watch Lamar Jackson right now, so, like, they can fucking pussyfoot around and, you know, dick with these teams' fucking hearts, but when it comes down to time for somebody to play fucking Alabama, they're going to want Lamar to be the guy to fucking do it. So as long as we don't drop the ball, I think this conspiracy will kind of work out for it. But in the short run, as far as my personal entertainment, this has been fucking awesome, dude. Watching Bill freak out about, like, being number five and six every week has been fucking hysterical, and uh, I can't get enough of it. So I literally hope we get in at the last fucking wow. minute. That would be an ideal scenario for me. So but I'll take an opportunity to have a, a question about sports. How long has it been since they went to a BCS bowl system as opposed to just, uh, you know, the big one bowl at the end of the season? This will be the years. third year for the playoffs or whatever. There, and are and, there still uh, kinks being worked out aside like from the, the, the nuanced conspiracy theories that probably are very real? I mean, or it's the same human people. error bullshit you get with fucking refereeing and whatnot. They've got 12 fucking morons who pick these four teams based upon whatever fucking direction their boner is pointing in that fucking week or whatever and Oftentimes, they don't have real good reasoning. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And if you're a traditionally strong program, you're probably going to beat out an up-and-comer just because people know your name. (laughs) And your fan base is used to being there, and they know they'll watch it on TV. But we do kind of have on our side that our fan base travels very well and watches a lot of motherfucking TV. And uh, a lot of people outside our market are watching us right now. So. Another quick sports question. Does Notre Dame and NBC see hammered up? They're no good anymore. Are they in college football? I really don't know what the deal with Notre Dame's TV contract is at the moment. I can say they're in a very unique situation because they're in the ACC, which is the conference the Ville is in, in basketball, but they're an independent in football, which no one fucking gets away with. And I think the biggest reason they got away with it originally was they had this really unique TV deal, but they really haven't been all that hot over the last couple of years, and people are really trying to watch other teams. So a lot of things are kind of imploding with them as far as their football contract goes, and I couldn't be laughing harder at that either. So. And I like I Notre Dame generally, but you know what? They need to fucking shit or get off the pot with this fucking ACC thing. If they want to be in our conference in basketball and soccer and baseball and shit, they need to go ahead and fucking commit to football too and just make it like a done fucking deal. Yeah. I, I don't like all this mixed conference stuff. And then it's the Big 12, but there's 14 teams in it. You know what? Go ahead and call it what it is. And speaking no of – Bitching and crying, I would imagine you had some fun um, at the expense of uh, Hillary Clinton um, Zavitz, um this past week as well. 
yeah, that was kind of a weird fucking night for me. Not going to lie. I had a lot of fucking personal drama go down, particularly with the girl I've been talking to. So, like, I wasn't exactly uh, out there being as trolly as I would have liked to over the entire fucking thing. And goddamn, that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be a trolling fucking asshole on the internet. So, like, Fuck me for like having emotions and shit, you know, and not taking advantage of this ridiculously fun scenario that kind of played out on a national level on the internet. But it is what it is, man. It is what but, it uh, is. Yeah, strangely, like I'm surprised that we've kind of swallowed uh, the results so quickly. And I mean, there were so many people who were, like, ready to have a nervous fucking breakdown over this Trump thing. And it seems like over the course of the last week, like, pretty much just kind of chilled out. Like, he's already picking his fucking cabinet and whatnot. And nobody's necessarily, like, taking guns to the street about it. Well, I guess some people are, but it's a lot more isolated than I thought it would be. So, yeah, so you thought it would be more widespread. I, th- I mean, there's there's – there's a lot of bitching and, and, and I, I, you know, I'm, I, I would have been equally crestfallen with, with either of the uh, pathetic candidates uh, put up um, as, uh, as candidates for the uh, office of the president. I mean, that was that's a pretty pathetic showing. So um, I wasn't holding my breath from, for, uh, I don't know. I have never been really for a while. Have you ever read I Fear and Loathing on the campaign trail 72? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that was one of the first. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite HST books, and I fucking love Hunter S. Thompson. And I probably don't let it out as much as I used to that I am kind of like a secret fucking politics junkie, but I absolutely fucking am. But in Fear and Loathing 72, Hunter kind of describes what happens at the DNC as far as, like, the civil unrest leading up to and whatnot in Chicago. And, like, that's kind of what I expected, like, nationwide. Like, I expected just an absolute fucking shit show in the streets. Like, Occupy Wall Street times 10, except it would have only lasted, you know, maybe a month max as opposed to being stretched out over the course of, like, a fucking year like Occupy was. But... There's still uh, apparently a lot of uh, Soros money, you know, going into this uh, um, urban, urban, um, and I would be surprised if it really doesn't let up until uh, until after the inauguration with a couple a couple pushes. This Bannon fellow from Breitbart who um, made his money with Seinfeld. He's a pretty uh, he's a pretty insidious uh, character. Um, For sure. So apparently, uh, uh, people are kind of refocusing their, their anger. I, I I I don't think this is this is really the the, the, the time. I don't. I, I, the, the method might be correct, but it's not the right time um, mm-hmm. uh, to, to behave like this because there's very little. Um, uh, I mean, you have to give a guy enough rope to hang himself, and I think that's all you really have to do is. And then there'll be plenty right. of time for, for shits and giggles. Um, and move, moving on, kind of, because I only did an hour show, because um, I know you've had a long day, um, is, uh, is the uh, DAPL pipeline up in North Dakota and uh, Standing Rock, the, the protest movement up here, which um, actually I'm, I'm much more um, 
sort of uh, focused on than, than the presidential um, circuits. And I know uh, uh, Canadian Glenn has um, uh, talked about that and all the other energy right. uh, pipeline issues going on. And um, I think people should, should refocus their energy. And uh, if, if enough people could get up there and, um, you know, and, and, frustration or just fight the, fight the system up there um, they would probably win that and that would that would garner some momentum build some momentum and uh, go from there but um, it, it's very hypocritical to sort of come out and do exactly um, what you pre-accused uh, you know your your nemesis of doing right okay yeah, it's been a while since I've got this was that Jason? I think that's oh, Glenn. that's Go fucking ahead. Glenn, isn't it? Yeah. Go What's ahead. up, Glenn? How are you, man? I'm all right, man. Whatever, you know. Same shit, different day. Word. He just but, fills me. He just fills me with joy. <laughs> you know this this thing about last Tuesday. You're expecting bigger protests, bigger this, bigger that. The turnout was 54% in the so-called greatest democracy on the face of the earth. So right. if you can only get 54% of people to go fucking vote, there is hell not going to get anywhere near that even in the streets. That's just the yeah, way uh, it is, man. We'll just see. The way it is. I really think uh, as far as civil unrest, there's probably and i hope this is not the case going to be kind of a turning point when he decides he wants to get in a fucking dick measuring contest with some other foreign leader which i would be highly surprised if that doesn't happen because he'll probably want to go big enough i mean they're gonna have to start finding fucking people to sign up for the military you know that uh are not really gonna be in the fucking mood too and I see that being incredibly fucking divisive so I don't know we'll see you never know what's going to happen he's such a loose fucking cannon like you never really know what kind of trouble he may get fucking into the thing that worries me the most about him is he's so fucking impulsive like he doesn't seem to have a long term strategy for fucking anything like he can wake up in a fucking bad mood or not like his fucking breakfast or whatever the case may be and decide, you know, he wants to raise hell on a national level about it. And that's what frightens me more than anything. There's really no way to anticipate what may ultimately fucking happen. Like, we're going to have the most bipolar fucking foreign policy over the course of the next four years, probably in uh, the history of the civilized fucking world. And that's just fucking really frightening to me. Well, there's only there's only one thing I want from Benito Trump, and that is to make good on the TPP and fucking kill it. After that, I don't care what he does. You know, that's TPP affects me. It affects right. my country. So if he follows through and kills TPP, then that's all I can expect. I won't expect another thing I like after that. And that'll be fine with me, you know. Um, I mean, this whole drain the swamp thing. Yeah, you know who has the inside track to be Secretary of the Treasury? Jamie Dimon, the head of 
JP, or, uh, yeah, JP Morgan Chase. So drain the swamp, eh? I mean, this is this is like my big thing on on Trump is that I I really I think the troll continues. Um, You know, he he said today that he's not going to live in the White House. Like all of these fucking you know right winger, you know, sort of on the edge of 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 having a massive midlife or later life. uh, racial, racially induced aneurysm. Um, you know they they're going to be disgusted with him within like three weeks. He got seventy five percent of the evangelical vote. The only thing that would possibly explain that would be that the evangelicals have an airtight plan to fucking assassinate Donald Trump, so Michael Pence would become the president, the commander in chief, which is way scarier than Donald Trump. I don't think he's going to do a fucking thing. He's already reneged on the wall. He's already wiggling out of fucking Obamacare. He is a fucking party animal, liberal, pussy-mongering weirdo. He cannot cannot get from one point in his day to the next without an incredible amount of help. I really, really doubt that he is going to be... um, a, uh, a presidential candidate that lasts, or excuse me, a president that lasts more than than a year or a year and a half. I mean, you look at his face, he doesn't even fucking want the job anymore. He's like, this is okay, okay, it's done. Like, I did it, I got it, it's fine, it's over. You know, now, uh, you know, where's the, the Playboy Mansion? Oh, well, you can't go there anymore, you know, you're the president of uh, of the United States. Well, this is bullshit. Like, this is his mentality. I mean, of course he doesn't have any long-term plans. He lives his whole life by the seat of his pants. And, uh, right. you know, it's a, it's a beautiful reflection of our society right now because so does everybody else because what else can you do? Fucking 90% of the, you know, of our population lives paycheck to paycheck. Um, so anyway, that's wow. my little rant. I just think that... that People give him way too much credit with the, with the riots and the crying and the fucking carrying on. It's like, you know, let's just give the brother a little bit of time. He'll hang. Well, whatever. I mean, he's been Mussolini 2.0 from the very start. Uh, I expect it to take about six weeks. You'll see dumps, dumpsters full of Trump-Pence propaganda. It'll, it won't take long before people start throwing it out. But what we possibly have here is another W and Cheney. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, but Mussolini actually killed people. He actually did gangster stuff. He didn't just, like, spew out commercial slogans. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Mussolini had street goons and he talked a good game, but he was never down there swinging. And, uh, you know, Trump's the same thing. Now he's commander-in-chief. Now he can tell the FBI what to do. Now he can direct DHS. This is scary yes. now. That, now that this is scary. still a lot more comfortable. <laughs> the House and the kind of fucking crazy shit. But unfortunately, like... It seems like he's got a pretty solid majority, you know? So, I mean, 
unless people in his own party start like standing up against him, I mean, they pretty much got free reign to do whatever the fuck they want over the course of at least the next two years. But he's somebody needs to check that guy. Like, this is why we need checks and balances in this country, you know, so that we don't end up with a bipolar national policy and. I think it's going to be pretty I mean, bipolar. I really don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Yeah, but those checks and balances were being tossed away 40 years ago already. You know? If they ever existed. I mean, this hasn't been a slow it process. It does seem like pretty much everyone who's been in power over the course of my lifetime has had to fight absolutely everything to fucking and the Congress and the Senate and whatnot. And I really a whole lot of brawls over the course of a couple of years. Um, well, he's, he's, got a, he's got a Republican Senate. He's got a Republican scary. House. Scary. And he he doesn't understand how the hell works. By large margins, yeah. You know, he doesn't get it. And he's going to start threatening the leader of the Senate and the leader of the House to do exactly what he wants because he's the president. And that's right. not going to go over. There's going to be more bloodletting within the GOP before any sort of fucking real governing comes out of this election. Well, that is a big, that is a big silver lining of, of, of his, his candidacy. I mean, he has splintered the, the GOP beyond like any sort of... Um, uh, you know, salvageability. It is. It's pretty. It's pretty much a joke. Um, it's a, you know, it has been for a while. But I mean, now the groveling and you know the uh, double speak. It's all going to be. It's all captured in, in sound bites, and it's so obvious. And the curse well, even within the the tiny attention span of our our general, you know, media. Well, the thing that kills the thing that kills me is all these I'll be kind low information voters who think that the system is going to be changed. I cannot recall any previous incoming government in the US where backroom deals and compromises and alliances are going to have to be worked out more than this one, where you got Republican White House, Senate, and House, and they don't fucking like each other. There's going to be more deals here than ever before. But this guy got elected saying he was going to clean up the system. What a fucking joke. Yeah, what a joke, dude. I mean, everybody he's naming as, as possible members of the cabinet and administration and administration are entrenched French oh, yeah. political, you know, veterans. Yep. I mean and, and let's just think about the, the you know, kind of the whole uh birth certificate crowd that, you know, kind of overlaps with the oh well, we need the transcripts released from the, the talk that Hillary gave at Goldman Sachs. And what, Jamie Dimon's gonna be the fucking treasurer? I mean how exactly. how are those Gonna, how are those people going to reconcile that in their in their heads? You know, like that. I mean, it, 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 it's gonna. It's it. I mean, if it's, 
if you're like me, you have, I mean, because I, I will say something serious after this, but if you're like me, you have no kids, you're white, you know, you're, you're entitled to fucking, it could be a fucking hilarious couple of years. Now, I, I will, I will definitely absolutely say that when, or black friends, or my wife tells me about the kids at the school who are genuinely scared of the president of the United States. Um, I, I certainly can empathize with that. I don't think that that's. Uh, uh, I don't think I think that that fear is genuine. You know, so we'll just have to see what 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 comes down the road uh, if it gets that far. Fear is just from lack of knowledge. That's the easiest way to spread fear. Just yell something out and don't explain it. And let people's imaginations take over. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly how he did it. You know? There's no doubt about it. I mean, and he'll try and stick to that for as long as he can. Anybody who seriously believes that one man is going to go to Washington and change the way things are done. Should just have a bleach cocktail. Like, get fucking serious. Who can believe this shit? And we're not even talking about Chuck Norris or Jesse Ventura. We're talking about Donald Trump. Think of yeah. funny. Uh, I would be 100% more comfortable with Chuck Norris right now. <laughs> I'd probably be more comfortable with Ventura in all fairness. I, I also when I was working for the boat or whatever in the fucking boondocks of fucking um, southern Indiana, there was a big, like, local campaign there to, like, get people to write in Jesse Ventura, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Like, they actually organized, like, fucking meetings and shit where, like, they'd get together and try to, like, organize these campaigns to, like get Jesse Ventura into the White House somehow because they think Southern Indiana is super powerful because the education system there is great. One way or another, I'm like, this is the best troll opportunity in my fucking life. I showed up to one of these fucking things. I met the weirdest people I've ever met in my fucking life. Like, seriously. I'm like, what planet am I fucking on right now? Like, it was a surreal fucking experience, and I wish I would have talked more. Like, I was semi-frightened because I knew all these motherfuckers were packing because it's fucking southern Indiana fringe fucking weirdo. So I'm like, well, I do kind of have to get out of here alive, but uh, I don't know, man. It was a life-changing experience for sure. Like, I saw a fringe side of America that I'd never seen in real life before. Like, I'd read about and heard existed, but wow, having it in your fucking face is a completely different scenario. You did a little anthropological expedition, did you? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I fucking do for shits and giggles when I've got free time, which is fucking never nowadays, but... Yeah, I, so, I feel like uh, this BTR phenomena we're doing is uh, very anthropological in a lot of fucking ways. Just inviting weirdos from the internet to see whatever the fuck's on their mind and do fucking airwaves that, God forbid, the FCC, you know, hopefully never fucking gets their ears on, but... Exactly. Just one thing. So you... Go ahead. Coach, you're saying that people 
are in the polling station packing heat. I mean, this wasn't like a voting station or whatever, though. In Kentucky, you can bring your gun with you to vote. I mean, it's in-state fucking law or whatever, so a lot of people do bring their guns to vote. I don't know about the Indiana laws. I have a funny feeling you probably can't in Indiana because their capital is Indianapolis, which is a city, so like it's the only liberal part of fucking Indiana. Whereas our capital is in fucking Frankfurt, which is in fucking bourbon country, which the population is so fucking spread out, it's fucking insane. So the way Kentucky and Indiana operate is very different than a lot of ways the two states are very similar. It's it's ironic. The only other place you can really free carry a weapon um, into a polling station is in uh, ISIS court. ISIS controlled areas of the Middle East. So I find that I find that uh, quite challenging. I would be surprised if Kentucky is the only state in the US where you can fucking bring your gun to vote, but I know one hundred percent for a fact because of like worked fucking, you know, voting stations and whatnot in Kentucky that you absolutely can legally bring a gun with you to vote in the state of Kentucky. All right, well let's take a quick uh we'll take a quick music smoke break. And uh, about a three-minute song, and then come back up and uh, maybe get a, another caller in. But uh, got a couple more things to do. A little music. We'll be right back.
satellite ride. That's good for We are back on Third Rail Radio, Canadian friend and coach for the school, friends of mine. Um, and I'm just going to throw out a new topic. We've got about 20 minutes left. Um, but it's kind of three topics. Um, Assange, Putin, and the uh, email. Um, there's Hillary Clinton email. So let's talk about Assange first. Uh, I guess he is alive. Um, and is it, he is total, uh, he is, at this point, he is completely and utterly sold out. Yeah, I fucking love the rumors that he was fucking dead. Like, I couldn't fucking get enough of that. Like, I don't follow the same people that I followed in 2012 and 2013, a lot of whom have probably blocked me. Like, I would love to see their collective flipping freak out over all of that. And generally, I'm pretty pro WikiLeaks. Like, it's nothing that I'm, like, emotionally invested enough in that I really give a fuck one way or another what's going to happen. Like, I was very pro PayPal 14, you know, and, like, I stayed involved up until uh, they resolved all their shit that was fucking going on. But nowadays, it's all pretty much just shit to fucking joke about to me. But uh, what was your timeline like over all that? Did you have people, like, freaking out like Julian Assange could be dead? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I was I was a little curious about uh, about um, what had happened to him um, as far as uh, after he got his internet cut and then kind of disappeared. Um, but I think this is all now, you know. Uh, Do you feel like ultimately WikiLeaks will die with Julian Assange whenever? he happens to get assassinated because I imagine that's absolutely what's going to fucking happen to him. I don't, you know, I imagine him living to like 85 and having a fucking heart attack. That'll be the story we all hear, but I won't fucking buy it for a goddamn minute. I like the concept of of WikiLeaks, obviously. Um, You know, I'm definitely a three-year-old type of guy. I think that WikiLeaks has has jumped the shark. Uh, Right. The contract the contradictory uh, uh, messages that you get from different uh, pretty official WikiLeaks accounts and official WikiLeaks accounts um, are so juxtaposition um, that it's really hard uh, to imagine um, that there's any sort of cohesion um, amongst that group anymore. And uh, I think Julian Assange... Um, I mean, the community that contributes to WikiLeaks doesn't seem all that different from the community that contributes to fucking Wikipedia, you know? (laughs) Like, it would be so easy to, like, Google bomb fucking WikiLeaks. It's fucking crazy. So, like, you kind of have to take anything you read there with a grain of salt. But at the same time, there have been a ton of very high-profile people, the Snowdens and the Bradley Mannings and yada, 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 who have dropped some stuff there that... uh, that's been very interesting to me to read, or anybody who happens to be a politics oh, junkie who's kind of interested in what's going on behind the scenes. I love the reading. I just think the motivation has become so construed, um, you know, that uh, really it's, it's everything that, that 
Julian manipulates from the top really has more to do with uh, getting him um, not just free, but recognized as uh, sort of a contemporary journalistic and uh, an internet hero. Uh, right. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the uh, the picture of, of him with his uh, mistress. I guess that, that comes into the uh, um, Ecuadorian embassy, but she doesn't look like an Ecuadorian housekeeper. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, looking into Julian Assange's personal life, he probably wouldn't be in the situation he's in if he had a squeaky clean fucking record. Like, I imagine on the side of, you know, being like this huge quote-unquote freedom fighter, like he's a fucking sex tourist for real. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, want to loan this guy any fucking money is what I'm saying here. Like, I don't necessarily well, trust him as a person, but I think he came up with a format that's interesting. I think the idea, you know, that he came up with is something somebody will twist and, I mean, make right of eventually, but, I mean, he's the fucking crazy professor, you know, who came up with the yeah. general idea that someone else will fucking perfect and we need those and people, well, but you also need to recognize them for what they are, and he's the fucking wacky professor is what he fucking is. So. We, do, we definitely need those, those people, but he, he has become a cult of personality. And, yeah. um, unfortunately, he's got balls the size of fucking wrecking balls, so I respect that, regardless of what his fucking motivations are, like, he has put his life on the line numerous times, so you kind of got to commend him for that one. I imagine so, but I, I think Chelsea um, Manning and uh, um, uh, Snowden and uh, who knows what's in, what's in Russia these days, um, but Jeremy Hammond is sacrificed a lot more than, uh, than right. uh, Julian Assange. Um, I'd love to hear if Glenn's on one. I'd love to hear his, his, I know he's not really a big, I think, I don't think he's a big Julian person. Glenn, are you still well, I haven't thought about Jeremy Hammond in a long fucking time. Like, I got really into that when all that shit was fucking current or whatever, like, I've got friends who are friends of his, like, in real life and whatnot. Like, I very seriously considered, like, going and meeting Jeremy Hammond in real fucking life because, like, supposedly I've got friends who could have fucking arranged that, and I think that would have been fucking fascinating. But didn't end up uh, having the time and the right scenario to make that shit happen, and then all of a sudden he ended up getting himself in a world of fucking trouble, and it just kind of is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Glenn, what do you think of the song, man? I want to hear this. Well, as far as who's to blame for all the hacks before the election, um, my opinion's a little different. You know, who's to blame? The people who got hacked. If you can't maintain security of your shit, too fucking bad. Quit punishing uh, the people yeah. who go. Quit punishing the people who go through the unlocked door. Try locking your fucking door. Preach. That's an interesting thing. 
And honestly, locking your fucking door online in the 21st century when people come up with new exploits every fucking day isn't really as black and white as that. Like, you've got to invest a lot of fucking money and know some kids who really know what they're doing who are willing to do a lot of fucking research and this, that, and the other thing to stay ahead of the curve of uh, InfoSec nowadays. But it doesn't. It doesn't. If you're take someone like, say, Hillary Clinton, who has an unlimited amount of money to fuck around, like it is kind of negligent not to exert, you know, that influence and uh, finance that you have to make sure you're not fucking the entire goddamn country over. But it doesn't take NSA level security to be safe. Dead. No, I, I really, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that kind of depends on how motivated the people who uh, want to oh, harm you yeah. happen to be, and how savvy they happen to be. But I think it just means that the people who actually implement security and are paid for it are lazier than those people who want to get in. Because if you're paid yeah, eight, uh, ten hours a day to defend a system, and you're not willing to put in the extra time to, to implement the security protocols that are necessary to defend that system from a kid who's going to fucking work 17, 18, 20, 22 hours. You're just not doing your job well. And that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, a pride issue. Right. This is the exact problem. Who's going to tell Hillary that she can't do it? Not me. Oh, not me. You know, it's this fucking cult of personality thing. I mean, leaders are the easiest ones to fucking hack because nobody tells them what to do. They don't have the balls. There's a lot to be said for that. That's a very valid point. That's why they're the easiest to carjack when they're driving alone. As far as Julian goes, I think the Ecuadorian government cut his internet when they figured that they're not going to end up in court defending themselves against the United States government. That's just not going to happen. Which is a legitimate argument. Right. Oh, fuck, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, the states can take it to the Security Council, and then what? You're fucked. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, want to be charged with interfering in a foreign election, for sure. Now, now what, what about Putin? Where does Putin and Assange, what are they doing? Are they having, like, menages? They're getting freaky? They're hacking shit? What's going on with that? The way WikiLeaks has always operated is by anonymous dump. So what's so different about the FSB being the dumper? You know? It doesn't mean that yeah. there's some sort of big underhanded secret backroom deal between WikiLeaks and the Russian Federation. It just means, right. hey, I mean, you think the FBI hasn't dumped the odd thing to WikiLeaks or the agency? Why not? Oh, yeah. Use them, you know? Why not? What the fuck? Now, there yeah. has been a Swedish prosecutor visiting Mr. Assange at the embassy. Finally, after four years of refusing to travel to interview him, now they are. So all the pressure's on Sweden. If they drop the charges, he's free. 
and we're t- and we're no talking about the, the sexual allegations of misconduct, there, right? There, there is no more trail to request extradition. He's not under arrest somewhere else. If he doesn't get charged in Sweden, the U- the U.S. has no extradition path. It's all on Sweden. But but then the, I mean, but then the U.S. could still swoop him. Well, yeah, they can they can rendition, but I mean, you know, it's not like people aren't aware of this dude. It's not exactly the easiest person to uh, to make disappear. Nine seven zero, your live. Sorry to keep you holding there. I was having a cigarette. No uh, worries. Life goes on. How's it going, Annie? It's going great, man. How are you doing, brother? None much. Long time no talk. Holy is that holy fucking shit. Dalek? Yes, this it is. is. Mr. Dalek. <laughs> what up, man? How the hell are you? This is my long time well. co host. Yes, my. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, you're like impossible to run on. into online anymore, but I fucking miss your punk ass for whatever that's worth. Mm. Eric, people miss me, but. Yeah. You uh you you have been working your ass off. What what are, what are your thoughts on this election? I gotta hear you on this. I, you know what? Listen, there you is like hacking the Gibson behind us. Here. <laughs> um, you know what? I will say that you know, um, she did a good run, but thank God the fucking witch is dead. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'd rather no. not. I'd rather not deal with that bitch, like, no. Especially when you're about to go into pending World War Three. Like, I'm sorry, I'm. That's no good food, uh, move for us. And then plus, like, I, I was a Trump supporter. I did vote for Trump. I mean, Gary Johnson was terrible. I didn't like his platform. I didn't like whatever anything he said. He was pretty good. So, PR was the fucking worst. Like, even if you researched him and you're like, you know what? Like, I can agree with this guy. Like, unless you were the kind who was going to do hardcore fucking research, you knew nothing about Gary Johnson. Yeah. yeah he was he was a goofball. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, uh, so you have high hopes for Mr. Trump, my I anarchist did. friend. Yes. Uh, you know what? I... I'd rather not deal with complete nutter, you know. I I'm taking the practical well, I, I approach. Mean, I, I'm taking from the top down, right? That's an God, important you've thing. Grow, you've grown up, young man. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still an anarchist at heart, dude. I want the state to end, no matter what. Well, you you can't you that can't, is my you end can't goal. Take the anarchist out of the Dalek. No, that is my end goal. Now. Yeah, and um, so are you all over the all over the the West Coast these days? I'm here in the in my valley, and you know what? It's kind of peaceful. I like it. I've right been on. working yeah. like twenty four seven, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Making make, making that money. I su- I suddenly got a little nostalgic when Dalek got on the phone. That familiar voice. Well, welcome to the show, man. We have uh, about four and a half minutes left. Glenn's on, Coach's on, and you are definitely missed in the community. Um, 
But uh, so you have so you what what are your what I mean what are your hopes for uh, for Trump? Or talk about something um, more. They, well, we can talk something a little bit more interesting. But um, my yeah. hopes uh, you know, for so Trump I'm, is hopefully he can actually fix up the immigration issue. But I know that some people that like would think about the refugees are a bad thing, but. You know, especially what's happening around uh, Europe, around the Western European uh, area. These people are not part of our culture. And you know what? I don't really think we should, you know, have West. We shouldn't, like, you know, bring them into Western civilization unless they actually understand our culture. And and how do you how would you get them to understand understand the culture without bringing them into it? You would hold classes. Would there be a university? Immigrants. That would I don't think. I don't. Money. I don't think that we. I don't think we can. I mean, just just to be honest. I mean, they're actually being incentivized due to the fact of the welfare state. So, well, at least a good amount of them uh, around uh, the around Western civilization uh, has been actually just giving subsidization and also a good place, a cushy room to live in. So we should so not go ahead and Trump disenfranchise will- that. So you're hoping Trump will divorce um, the sort of uh, national motto that we are the um, um, the keepers, the caregivers, uh, the spreaders of, of uh, hope, joy, and democracy in the world? Because that, if you, you do know, that, then you have to take the people in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would I like think this is very interesting, in too, state. just because, like, America was designed to be, like, a cultural fucking melting pot. Like, I think people forget, like, this wasn't our motherfucking country. Like, we went out and sold this motherfucking country. Like, we were the motherfucking immigrants at one point. Like, I guess you could go two-sided and say, like, you don't want someone to come in and steal the country from us. So I feel the likelihood of that is insanely fucking small. But it does seem, like, very short-sighted and, like, a historical perspective to make such a big deal out of immigration. Because we were the brave new world, you know, that... We no, fucking I'm needed at one that. point, and now that other right? people need a brave new fucking world, it's like, fuck it's you, I already did that, get the fuck out of here, find some other place to be your brave new fucking world, like, that spirit just seems very un-American to me in a lot of ways. No, I'm not saying that it's not a lot of American. Yeah, go ahead, Val. I still Here's love the you, problem. Like, when you, this is predominantly America was basically a Western European environment. Basically, you have this Western European culture of freedom, democracy. When? In the 1950s? Not democracy, but... Hmm? Well, yes, oh, and also probably today. But... <laughs> but what, a, what about in the 1800s? And that's fair. 1600s. Well, I mean, this was like the melting pot of the colonization. I mean, you have to colonize the new world in the sense of, like, you are going to build a a new environment to, like, live and breathe on. So, I think in a sense, like, I mean, the, the, the country is rich and vast, but also 
it, it does need to have this social and cultural kind of grounding to it because if that's because if people Western been... Europe has been screwed over, it like what's left? What is there left for people like myself or you, Auntie? Western Europe is a completely different topic. They fuck themselves. They there's without any question that they have gone over. We're in overtime. That they've gone beyond critical mass. That the equilibrium of what they could actually offer the people that they've promised to provide for isn't there, and they're going to have to take away from their own citizens. I would never suggest that that is a sustainable. Uh, immigration policy, ever. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's stupidity, right? But that that's Western Europe. Um, I'm 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 certainly not advocating any immigration policy that isn't based in common sense, in based in in economics and and fiscal reality. Like, okay, we can let this many people in because this is what we have you know, in surplus or in this budget or whatever allocated to take care of these people, but we can't go over that. You know, you can't make false promises. That's, that's, I mean, that's more evil than, than just being straight up mean or, and, or evil or or saying, no, you can't come in. Like that's worse. Actually, that's more coward. Yeah. Um, but well, the, 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 the sort of the premise that, that, all of a sudden the United States is going to go anti-immigration when literally, the, I mean, I think that the, the either fifth, five or seven generations is the first, like, born here white person. That's not very long ago. Everybody right. no, not, since that's like, starting that's like then and since years. then has been an immigrant. You know, now the whole notion that immigrants back when they came through Ellis Island, you know, back through the great industrial age and and sort of the big boom of America, all of a sudden, you know, assimilated into America and were June and Ward fucking Cleaver is false. This is why we have little Italy, little, we have Chinatowns, you know, little Spain, little Poland in every fucking major U S city. You know, because they, 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 maintain their cultural identity while assimilating into the ethic, into the work ethic of the United States, which at the time had all the fucking jobs in the, in the world to keep this ethic busy and going and feeling rewarded. Now we don't have any of that. And now I ramble. I turn over the floor. I think that's one thing that's know. like really actually true, but also another thing is like, um, because of, you know, we have, like, people that come around for, like, the welfare, like, you know, for, like, food stamps or uh, housing options and everything like that. But you don't see, like, that, you know, you fight to survive or you die. You go ahead where? and just say it. Like, where, like where does that happen besides, besides uh, you know, nations – um, or nation states that have been raped by colonialism. Where do you see that? Where like you either survive or die? I've never seen that. I've never well, here's even heard the thing, it. Right? Like, like, you're talking when about I, genocide. When my people uh, what? like uh, actually came from Ireland, 
you know, we were like the scum of the earth, you know, we were actually being targeted every single time. We were basically black people of the white Western civilization. We had a We had to burn ourselves into the fires in order to grow ourselves much more higher. And this is why you see the Irish mafia and also like also the Italian mafia. I mean, you see these people get so disenfranchised by other people, and it's like it's a jungle. Like so you how like, people you actually clearly succeed. understand. You clearly understand disenfranchisement and what it leads to: mafias, organized crime, um, you know, black markets. Um, people who feel marginalized by a system will find their own system. So I, I, I just find it, I find it confusing. That, that you would then advocate um, for, you know, sort of a xenophobic um, closed system, um, you know, which which happens uh, fastest with refugee camps, which um, um, you know, our our mothers, fathers, grandfathers, great grandfathers, whatever, um, they stayed in camps, but not like you know, the, the people moving about the earth today. I mean, these places are savage. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I never really think that this, this closed, um, again, based in pragmatism, Western Europe is fucked. Sweden is fucked. Norway is fucked. Germany is fucked. Dude, they have way more people than they have the money to take care of. All of these people who used to get paid, like, Fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year to live in the countries of Northern European, the big countries that they lived in. That's all going to be gone. How mad are those people going to be? Ask fucking Norway. It's it. This is an immigration crisis in, in Western Europe. Um, the United States. I generally curiosities Mexico, when considering Mexico. like should someone be one that we potentially should let in. Number one, do you have a skill? I really don't give a fuck if your skill is climbing ladders and fucking nailing nails in. You want to fucking put roofs up. That's fucking fine. What the fuck ever. You should have some kind of talent, potentially something to offer to the country. If we're considering you what oftentimes is asylum, you know, from a terrible situation that you're in somewhere else. But don't yeah. you have a skill? Are you willing to work? And I feel like it would be very easy to say, you know what? We'll give you a green card. You got six months to find a full-time fucking job. You can do whatever the fuck you want with that. I mean, you can spend that six months as creatively as you like. If you're yeah, not working, full And then fucking month it on somebody's house, smoke weed, and fucking watch Cheech Marin, you can go the fuck home. You know, like, that's not what we're giving you potential asylum. That's not what we're offering you opportunity for, you know? And the third one is, are you willing to pay fair? Are you going to pay fucking taxes, you know? Are you willing to try to assimilate, you know? Are you willing to try to play by the rules of this fucking country? And if you fit all three of those criteria, I mean, we can only nationally handle so many fucking people, but, like, if we 
looked at who we're letting into these country and like seriously put like responsibilities on them, I feel like we may not be in the situation that we're fucking in as far as immigration goes. Trying to help um, somebody out that's in a situation that I probably don't understand because I've never been a poor person in another fucking country with a brutal fucking dictator. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I try to be empathetic, you know, with these people, but if they've got something to contribute and God knows we need fucking help as a nation right now, then I'm very open minded to the idea you know, expanding what we've got going on. So I just I don't think, think, one I, thing, I, you know, I don't think, sorry, go ahead. Dave. No worries. No worries. You're good. Let's go ahead and bring out your point. And I was about to bring out mine. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like, I, I'll just reiterate. I certainly think that, I mean, you can't just open borders and, and, and take more than, than, you know, your, your, your system and your network can handle yeah, well, just, just the thing is, we got a lot of people floating over here right now. Like, our borders are a lot more open than a lot of people want, want to realize. And building walls is obviously, but... I mean, I have a funny feeling we have the technology to identify people, you know, who either came here through some illegitimate means or like to come here, you know, like above the fucking system. Like, why aren't we talking to them more? Like, it seems like we're just waiting for them to fuck up and either put them back on a bus or put them in fucking jail, you know, or. Well, I mean, they, it seems we, like we a really to, crazy system crazy, to me. The whole system is so broken. I mean, you have illegal gangbangers that get busted three, four times, and because. <laughs> You know the, the the Metro PD doesn't uh, you know have a good relationship with the INS or with ICE. That guy who really should get deported back to fucking El Salvador because he's a fucking Mato Salvatrucha gang leader, he stays right? right. Where some people who work 90 hours a week at a restaurant to support their family living in a fucking motel 12 deep, you know are coming out of work after working 18 hours and they get picked up by a nice man. Like, this is like this, 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 you know, a great illustration of how the system is fucking busted, man, to the low-hanging fruit, man. People are fucking lazy. Um, no doubt. And so nothing will fucking, no, nothing will make sense. No no policy will make any sense. Is it be protectionist? Just be protectionist. Society will accept it. You know, it's to live on a fucking lazy boy watching fucking daytime TV. Wait. I'm really curious what Dalek has in his mind because he sounds like really fucking passionate about this. So. Well, one thing I really want to see is actually the welfare state like being disbanded or at least not giving very, not giving any kind of like benefits for immigrants. That's the first thing because that's what we're doing. There's something to be said for that. And also, you should start. I, I mean, if you're going to go in a country that actually, but the welfare you know, speaks predominantly is fucking English, please speak English also. I mean, that's time. And, and that takes like, and that takes. It is reasonable, but it takes time, and you, you feel. It does like take time, and it's and it and 
takes, and it takes contact. And if you feel like you're being ostracized or, or you're being, you know, profiled and you don't want to, you know, co-mingle, intermingle with English-speaking people, because I've worked with like six Africans right now that didn't hear from left me or every one of them speaks way better fucking English than any of us would if we went over to their country. Oh yeah, and I feel like there's a xenophobia factor here to all things considered. Like I've heard the speak fucking English argument so many times, and I know a lot of people who are not American born who, by the textbook, you know, know more about English than a lot of people who are educated in the American education fucking system. Oh yeah, they got absolutely. fucking accent, you is- know, and like they're used to doing things according to their native language. So I mean, you can read these people, but maybe you know, like they fuck up this little thing here or there. Like I don't well, know. I, I mean, feel like our standards for that are like fucking ridiculous. Like I'm not gonna I say know, it's like outward fucking racism, but like we expect a lot out of people, you know, who came to fucking grind and oftentimes are fucking busting it in ways that we probably wouldn't and we want to hate them, you know, because they fucking roll their R's, you know, like, Absolutely. what the fuck is that about? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and one thing I will say that, like, for the most part, like, I know people who can actually write, like, perfect fucking English. Like, they know better English than I do when they write it, but right. they don't, like, they can't speak it as much. So I, I get that. Like, don't worry. But, like, try to have, like, a, like, I, I think the one thing that we, the primary thing, I don't really give a shit about the language. I just, unfortunately, like, I get really annoyed when mestizos start playing their music really, really loudly and, like, have no respect for other people because that's, Right. What happens? Oh my god. I don't like it. I, I shouldn't be actually putting my fucking. Like my fucking cracker ass neighbor place, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know. Clint, something. Country. Really tough. I mean, I'm playing devil cooks, devil There, there, uh, don't get me wrong. There are. Don't. There are absolutely a new, there is a new type of. Uh, immigrant that comes here with a chip on their shoulder um, with no interest in um, assimilating um, at all um, and uh, just pretty pretty much taking um, uh, what they can get um, you know but we also right. have to remember a lot of times that bitterness starts early 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 because um, of the wars that we've perpetrated or helped to perpetrate um, in their countries. So, so oftentimes, maybe not the United States, but, but a, a NATO ally, and oftentimes it is the United States, caused um, the situation um, that has led them um, to flee their home in the first place. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's complicated. Um, you know, now... Uh, you know, that being said, like, I don't know, it's just, you know what I think, man, this whole fucking system is broken. The welfare system for, you know, for for poor urban people, for, uh, you know, mostly black people, let's call it like it is. Like, I mean, that is a system that rewards um, people for doing uh, uh, 
and it's also it's such an industry in itself, you know, the welfare industry. I mean, how many people do you think in the welfare industry employs in every fucking state, in every fucking city, dude? There's fucking government cheese offices all over every mm-hmm. urban environment. So, like, it, it's its own bohemian. I'm very two-sided on welfare, too, and... Look, I've kind of seen the way things work overseas, and a lot of times it makes a lot more sense the way they do it than we do it. Like, I'm very pro welfare if you're like a poor fucking college student, you know, who's like trying to get a fucking law degree, who's gonna pay into the system later on. Like, fine, fuck it, I'll throw fucking money at you. Like, I'm very pro welfare if you work for say Ford's a big deal here and they've got to pay retirement after 30 years so they lay you off at 29 fucking years so they don't have to fucking pay retirement like that's fucked up like I'm fine with there being like a social support system for you like I'm not fine with welfare if you grew up on fucking Jay-Z CDs and you want something to supplement you know selling fucking weed (laughs) like and I don't care if you sell weed or whatever, but don't expect the government to fucking buy your fucking groceries because you chose to be a fucking weed dealer in life, you know? Like, it's a very different fucking scenario. And I really would like to think it doesn't play into immigration as much as a lot of people say it fucking does, and maybe it does. I don't know. Like, if you're an immigrant and you're grinding... 80 hours a week as a fucking busboy and you brought your wife and you found out that since your wife doesn't work, since that's not like the cultural norm that the government will throw some fucking money at her, like maybe that's something we need to fucking look at, but I don't know. I understand there's a lot of abuse to the system and it's something we need to fucking reconsider, but at the same time, like I do feel like there are a lot of people that generally, like we as a society should be trying to pay attention to and be sympathetic to the situations that they're fucking in because maybe they're not trying to fuck us more than we'd like to think they are and yeah it is what it is well again when you have like really you know startling fuck ups in a system like welfare where you know, some, some dudes on the table just, you know, three kids and, and we'll just There's one thing that I find really weird, and I used to do fucking taxes because I've had a bazillion fucking side jobs. Like, if you're the kind of person who's going to pump out kids for a fucking, you know, like, tax deals, and there's a motherfucking serious issue there. We definitely need to fucking close that loophole, and, like, I'm fine if you want to fucking throw some perks at a 20-something family who's, like, trying to fucking build a business or grinding their fucking ass off and it's just really hard for them, you know, to deal with diapers and fucking formula and shit. But, I mean, there are legit people in this country having babies, you know? Like, I get a fucking check off that. You should be subjected to a full full genome test, a full full blood Mm -hmm. kit, um, an IQ test, and and some sort of... um, uh, honesty test before you're allowed to procreate. Yeah. I mean, that's tongue-in-cheek, but, I mean, 
it's, I I mean, and that's a whole other side of welfare that, that we can't. I mean, that's very complicated because that, in the 21st can't. century and what's supposed to be the land of the free, for you to tell somebody their IQ is not high enough to fucking reproduce seems really complicated. And in some ways, philosophically, I fucking agree with you, but, like, I don't know. That seems kind of invasive in a lot of fucking ways. It was tongue-in-cheek. I mean, that is basically eugenics, right? But at the same time, there is some, like, sick sick common sense in that. Like, I mean, why is it that the the, the, the dumbest, poorest people have the most kids? Like, when, like, you know... People used to have a lot of kids because they had a lot of land that they had to work, or you know, right. or they needed more. I mean, and that was it was very pragmatic and very black play. It was like, all right, yeah, we have you know two hundred acres of land. We need you know eight kids. Boom, done. I don't have to look and, back very far in my family, maybe two generations, you know, where my family had one hundred and fifty fucking acres, you know, and going to school past yep. 15 wasn't really the norm, mm-hmm. and they had these fucking kids so that there was somebody to pick the fucking corn so they could make bourbon, like. Yeah, there you go. You know, or hang tobacco. That's hard fucking work. You need a, you need a lot of people to do that shit. Um, yeah. Bourbon's a much, uh, a much more preferred uh, profession than fucking hanging tobacco. Is what it is, though. A lot of people fucking smoke, so like, there's a large demand for tobacco. So you know, like, I don't necessarily look down. I smoke. You smoke. Like, I fucking get it. It is what it is. The only stock I own is Philip Morris. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, headquartered in Louisville. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, I had a friend whose mom was a Marlboro. Uh, saleswoman back when like they had Chavez saleswoman and his fucking garage was stacked with promo cigarettes. I mean I believe that we used to sell them at Great the Bed shows that make a fucking killer. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, one of my best friends, like one of these guys that I go to fucking Bill Games with, that's what he did. Like he worked in the Philip Morris fucking factory. Like he was the supervisor and the guy that boxed these fucking cigarettes or whatever but I hear stories all the fucking time about what the tobacco producing life is fucking like like I know these people in fucking real life and got weird it's creepy industry like a lot of people that are in it don't necessarily even fucking like it but this is the capitalist fucking economy and there's fucking money in it so and that's what it is. Like, I've been uh, asked to do a yeah. lot of things that I was kind of morally like, you know what, this is kind of fucked up. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna quit my job. I got fucking bills to pay. So, I gotta mute myself for a moment. Holy shit! Nothing, nothing's going. I just gotta. I, somebody's. I'm talking. Yeah. I have. I have trivia in seven minutes. I gotta hustle down, oh, down the road. Yeah. Well, you can go ahead and call it if you want, man. Like, I wasn't planning on opening up a whole nother debate or anything. Yeah, I'm going to pray. I'm going to have, but you guys are more than welcome to stay on. And, uh, Dad, keep in touch, man. We got to do a fucking reunion show. We we definitely do. Um, 
We can go toe to toe, fucking the new conservative Dalek versus the uh, old hippie liberal Eric or Andy Chris. Nah, dude. You, you know what? You're all good, dude. Like, you know what? I I can kind of get it. I can kind of get where like you're coming from. Like, there is some like common sense and shit. Like. There's a lot, of, like, you guys do actually bring up and, like, broaden my horizons uh, very uh, fairly well. So that's what my favorite part about you guys are. And uh, I'll definitely keep in touch. Don't worry. Like, you know what, next Tuesday maybe or whenever you guys have, like, a a, a chat or anything like that, dude, my, my dude, like, go ahead and hit me up. Um, Is your I handle think, uh, still the same? Yes. I'm still here. All right, cool. Word. I will, definitely. Yeah, dude, like, also, um, go ahead and, like, hit me up on, uh, like, on not only that, but also, like, you guys, remember, you have my number up on top of the screen. So you can go ahead oh, and yeah, bring yeah, that I out do. and, like, go ahead and shoot me up a text, all right? I'll, hell, yeah, I'll even I will, shoot you definitely. up a text. Absolutely. Yeah, shoot me. I do I do still have you. I've been through a couple phones last we talked, so I do still have it, I think. But shoot me a text so I do have it. Yeah. All right, um, so Off to trivia. All right. all right. Gentlemen, it's been fucking fantastic. Thanks for hanging out. Dolly, it was good to fucking hear your Glad voice, you man. Hey, Absolutely. thank you. you guys. It's been a long Ooh. time since I've seen you guys. Yeah, no.